Podcast Answer Man, episode number 397. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That's right, my friends. It does not matter if you're brand new to this online content creating world we live in, or if you've been creating content for many years, there's something we can all do to take everything we do in life to the next level. Well, my friends, one of the things that I've done this week to take things to the next level is I've already fully produced my show notes before hitting the record button. In fact, they're sitting there on my website right now, saved as a draft, ready for me to take this recording that I'm doing right now, process it through Adobe Audition, tag it, upload it to Libsyn, and then publish it right out to you guys. I am recording this on Monday, March 23rd, 2015, currently out of my normal uh recording and release schedule as you guys may have known that uh, things are a little bit different this year with my focus being on my physical fitness and health and yes yet again at the end of this episode I'll give you another update on that and uh, also maybe if you're interested seeing just physically my appearance what has happened to me from November 14th 2014 through March of 2015 I got a lot of engagement on Facebook on a couple photos before and in progress photos that I'll be sharing with, uh, that I'll tell you about at the end of this episode and let you know where you can go to find those. But anyway, what are we going to talk about in this episode? I've already got the title here. It's called uh, The Return of the Double Ender, Skype Everywhere, YouTube Cards, and much more. Uh, The first thing I want to talk about, though, is a future where Skype is everywhere. Now, I recently came across an article in uh, The Verge, which is a tech journal blog, if you will, and they were reporting on Microsoft's vision for the future of Skype. And here's what their article started off saying. It says, Microsoft only just launched a preview of Skype for business, but it's already preparing for the future. In a new vision video released today, the software maker's message is a clear one. It's just the beginning. Microsoft envisions a future where Skype is on your wrist, on a giant display in your office, used to translate calls on the fly, and a platform to even speak to your doctor. Now, here's the deal. I've included this video on my uh, show notes over at podcastanswerman.com slash 397, by the way. I've watched the video, and it really is incredible about you know what their vision of the future of Skype is and why I think this is great for content creators is twofold. Number one, I think it's great for content creators because more and more people will become familiar with Skype. Skype will become something like where, here's the deal. See, I've been doing consulting on teaching people how to record podcast interviews from, well, going all the way back to 2006. And in the early days, when I talked to people about the best option for doing an interview with somebody uh, remotely was to do Skype to Skype. And that there were all kinds of issues back then that even if they understood what Skype was, uh, the problem was is that internet connectivity was low uh, and, and Skype as a service was kind of eh, hit or miss. But today, Skype is definitely a solid platform. If you have a great computer or a piece of technology that you're using to connect to Skype, you have a great internet connection, you really can consistently pull off great audio quality with a Skype to Skype connection, either with somebody on Skype as your co-host, as a guest on your show, or just a one-time interview. But whatever the case may be, it, it, it is a great solution today. And back in the early days when I when I promoted Skype, I had a lot of people push back and say, well, I've got, you know, the people that I'm reaching out to, they just don't even know what Skype is. They have no interest in even learning or installing or creating an account. And so, you know, I I was able to teach them other solutions for making those those interviews work. 
Today, what I'm finding is that that question or that pushback is happening less and less. And more and more people do know what Skype is. And with this vision of the future that Microsoft has for Skype, it's only going to do more for helping people accept Skype as a technology for communication. And, and so it'll be even easier. There'll be a, a I, I guess what I'm saying is there'll be a much larger pool of people that we can then communicate in our podcasts with that will use Skype, giving us this wonderful high quality voice over IP technology, uh, giving us crystal clear, wonderful, hopefully wonderful, crystal clear connections with uh, folks. And so, yeah, I'm excited about that. And then there's this little thing in there. It's kind of just kind of tucked in the video and it's mentioned just briefly in the in the quote that I gave you from the article. But uh, this whole idea of using your Skype call to do translations on the fly. And so, so they show this one business person giving a report to a, a group of people on a conference, video conference call. And this person is speaking in another language and the actual words are coming out in English, you know, and, and it, I don't, it, matter of fact, or there's a person in English speaking in English and it's being translated to the language of, of the person viewing uh, that's also a part of the call. The idea of a future where it's possible to be speaking to somebody and have a guest where you don't speak their language and you're having a conversation back and forth with each other, I know that sounds far-fetched and yes, this is a vision of the future, but there's some technology on our phones. I, I, there's this uh, Duolingo that's teaching people how to do um, translation and, and and stuff like that, but there's, there's a tool from Google called translate and it does allow you to speak and then it immediately will play back to you what what phrase or what words you've just spoken it will speak it back in another language and you can choose what language that is and it works pretty darn well and so I can see a vision of the future where we could possibly use Skype to talk to somebody where we have no idea what their language is and what where they have no idea how to speak our language and and we can actually have that conversation back and forth. So anyway, I thought that was pretty ex, uh, exciting and so that that I love Microsoft's vision of where this might go. Speaking of Skype and crystal clear audio calls, there are plenty of people out there who are still looking for a method of recording their conversations with their co-host, guests on their show, or just one-time podcast interviews, and they feel like Skype, voice over IP, while, yes, it is very good. And by the way, I've had some great experiences with Skype. In fact, let me just pull up some samples for you. Okay, so I have them pulled up here, and this first example that I'm going to play for you, gosh, I recorded this several years ago, uh, it's a show that I used to do with my friend Andy Traub called Business Technology Weekly or Business Tech Weekly. And in this sample that I'm going to play for you, I'm in my studio and Andy is coming in from Sioux Falls, South Dakota is where he used to live at the time. And he was simply using nothing more than a really cheap uh, USB microphone that, that goes off the side of one of the headphones that you wear. Just cheap USB microphone boom microphone off the just the USB headset, if you will. And so this is what it sounded like. Uh, certainly, the that's mm-hmm. going to be your highest quality, though if you want something that's a little bit easier on the post-production end, Andy, you were using Adobe Connect there for a while. That, that seemed to work pretty well, or did it? Yeah, no, Adobe Connect Pro. Uh, Adobe, there's Adobe Connect now. That's a free version. only allows up to three users, I think, in the room. Okay. But uh, Adobe Connect Pro... Is the paid version forty five fifty five bucks a month allows a hundred people in a room. So there you go, and that's that's you know granted you could tell there's a difference in audio quality between myself as the host of the show and my co-host Andy, but it's not because of the audio quality of Skype. If you actually go back and listen to it again, you can hear the the call is pretty darn clear. And this was several years ago. Things have even gotten better since then. But uh, the call was pretty darn clear. The only difference in audio quality, really, that you could notice in that audio example that I just played for you is the fact that Andy had a USB headset for his microphone. Now, giving you another example, this was recorded approximately the same time many years ago when I was doing a podcast with my great friend, Father Roderick Von Hogan, called Balanced Living Weekly. 
Now, he and I are, again, not in the same studio. I happen to be in northern Kentucky, and he happens to have been in Amsterdam, or not Amsterdam, Amersfoort in the Netherlands. So, I mean, we're not even on the same continent together, and this is what we sounded like back then on the side. So I was able to still maintain margin even while at a conference, not worrying about things, and my business is running just as if I was at home. That is awesome. <laughs> I'm surprised, actually, because it's so much of what you do is is done in your home studio and and surrounded by all your gadgets and technology and computers. How, how did you manage that? You took like a, a laptop with I, you? Or? I took my MacBook Air. Uh, matter of fact, I did not even take my iPad with me. So there you go. I mean, if you go back and listen to that again, Father Roderick's audio quality seems to be equal and on par with my own audio quality. Now, we both happen to use high LPR 40 microphones and professional mixer and, and all this you know equipment that, that I have here in my studio. Father Roderick has either some of the same exact, exact equipment or very similar equipment in his studio. We both had very good computers. We both had very high-speed internet connections. And consistently, week after week, we were able to get that kind of quality. Now, granted, there are times when your internet connectivity may have a little bit of a fluctuation in in its quality, and you can, uh, at times, have a little bit of a weird audio artifacting sound when it comes to using voice over IP. And there are a couple services that have come out, many actually out there, that are trying to find ways to get you the ability to provide crystal clear recordings 100% of the time for your interviews where you don't have to sometimes have an issue where you have that Skype garbly sound. And I, again, I don't find that happening nearly as much today as it used to many years ago. And so personally, this th- these folks are trying to solve an issue that I personally do not experience very often. Now, the gr- granted, I don't actually do a ton of audio interviews with people consistently where every single episode every week or some people are doing daily interviews via Skype and sure those probably those people probably have a higher percentage of of audio dropout if you will and these solutions and services might actually be something they're interested in but anyway i've i've dubbed this the the return of the double ender and the reality is is the double ender is something that's been around for as long as audio has been around and it's a very uh, easy technique to understand, and it's not extremely difficult, yet it is time-consuming to kind of implement. And the idea of a double-ender is this. Let's just say Father Roderick and I were talking via Skype or via telephone, it doesn't matter, and I happen to have a digital audio recorder or at least a method of recording my audio here on my end. I know Father Roderick uh, records directly into his software on his computer. I believe he records right into Adobe Audition or at least he did the last time I was watching his behind the scenes of what he was doing. And so what we could do is I could actually set it up to where my recorder is only recording my voice and not Father Roderick. And Father Roderick could actually have his software recording everything he speaks into his microphone, but not actually anything from my voice whatsoever. And we could use Skype, we could use telephone, we could use Google Hangout, we could use anything we want to talk back and forth to each other so that we're actually actually having a conversation with each other for the podcast. And then what I could do is I could actually, ha- as, let's just say I'm the content creator and, it's, and what we just had as a conversation was something I was going to produce. I could ta- have Father Roderick um, zip up his recording on his end and have him send that audio recording to me. And then what I could do is I could open up my recording in a multi-track editor. I could put his audio recording in a multi-track editor and then line them up so that we are having, you know, the conversation back and forth with each other. But but all of a sudden now both of us are there. Both sides of the conversation are there. And every and his his is in studio quality, mine is in studio quality. And while we were talking on Skype, let's just pretend that while we were talking on Skype, um, the, the audio was just a little bit garbly. Again, I don't experience that, that very much these days, but it does happen. And let's just pretend that while we heard each other live, the audio was a little bit garbled uh, from time to time. Uh, however, when I'm taking these two in original recordings at their source and put them together, 
none of what we heard live mattered because we were each recording our voice in full, crystal clear, original quality there in the studio. And and because of that, I could take those two files, get them aligned just perfectly, and then merge them into a single file. And then put my music at the front and the end of the show, and boom, I've got myself a podcast episode, and that is what you call a double ender. Now, there's a little bit more to it than that, lining it up and some things. And by the way, I have a tutorial called A Podcaster's Guide to Recording Co-Hosts, Guests, and Podcast Interviews. And so if you want to learn a little bit more about not only the double ender, but some other techniques for recording your your co-host, your guest, or your podcast interviews, head over to podcastanswerman.com slash products. So anyway, you can find that tutorial there. Now, as I said, there are a couple services out there, and there are many of them that are coming out trying to solve this issue. But I want to tell you that I recently had lunch with Tim Sinclair. Now, Tim is the founder of Ringer, R-I-N-G-R. I'll have a link to it at podcastanswerman.com slash 397. Anyway, uh, Ringer is an iOS application uh, that lives on your phone. And so you can actually use your iPhone to record. And now let me just explain to you the technology behind what's going on here. So first and foremost, uh, Tim and his team has developed their own voice over IP uh, solution. And so they're not piggybacking on Skype at all, but they're using their own uh, version. I, I'm sure they're implementing some some version of voice over IP to allow you to connect. So basically what has to happen for this to work is you have to have Ringer, the application, on your phone, and the person that you're going to interview has to have Ringer, the app, on their phone. And by the way, that person, yes, has to have iOS. I do believe that Tim will come out with an Android version, and I do believe that in the future, uh, there'll be the development of, of um, you know, web apps is actually what he told me, not just software on your computer, but but plugins for your browser. But uh, that's, a, that's a bit down the, the product line from what I'm hearing from Tim. So anyway, for right now, as long as you and the person you want to have as a guest, a co-host, or an interviewee on your podcast, both of you, if you have iOS, you download the app, and the you as the the producer can initiate the call. You can schedule it, I believe. Um, I, I believe yes, I believe you can schedule it. And then what happens is at the same time, same day, same time, you get on there. And it connects the two of you via voice over IP and instantly starts recording you and your voice on your phone, but not the voice of the person that you're talking to. And the other person that you're you're having this conversation or interview with, their app, Ringer, is recording everything from their voice. Now, um, the uh, the microphone built into iPhones are is a very good microphone. It, it, it is... I think it's really great quality as far as uh, recording these conversations. And of course, you can plug in maybe additional, you know, you might be able to plug in a microphone through the one eighth inch uh, jack that's on your phone. Or in the future, I think they're going to do some support for uh, microphones that you can plug in through the lightning cable or, you know, through whatever docking cable will be on the iOS at any point in the future. Looks like they may actually switch that over to that new USB reversible thing in the in the near future, like they're doing on the new MacBook. But anyway, uh, the reality is is that you'll be able to have the software Ringer on your phone recording your end and automatically recording the other person on the other end. And when you finish or stop the call, when you end the call, what is going on is both of you will need to leave the application open. And in the background, it will upload your recording. And in the, in the background, it'll upload the other person's recording. And it goes up to the Ringer servers. And then what, the, what happens is the Ringer server, instead of you having to do this, the servers over at Ringer will actually line those two tracks up and provide you then with download links. And you will have the ability to download the original recording from your phone all by itself, you have the ability to record or to download the original recording from your guest's voice, uh, all by the, all by itself, down to your computer. And you'll also have the ability, if you want to, you can go ahead and download the mixed 
track version. So it actually has both of your voices from the original thing. It automatically lined it up and put it together for you and you can download that combined track if you choose to do so. So that's what Tim Sinclair's Ringer app is supposed to do. I think it's pretty cool and and I think that it's probably going to fill the need of a sub niche within our community and and if you want to check out Ringer, uh, there's a version in the app store that you can get and play around with right now and it's currently free and I, I know that they are working on a pay model for the future but right now it's free and I've seen the next version of the app and it actually has got some cool UI improvements and stuff like that and uh, I gave Tim some feedback and I, I think Ringer is going to be a really cool potential solution for some of these interviews. Now just so you know, um, you could if you wanted to use this as a solution for you to um, basically use the app and I could actually have the phone sitting there and and still record my voice in my digital audio recorder. And so what I could do is I have my high LPR 40, I could put my earbuds in my ear so that it's connected to Ringer. Ringer would of course uh, be sending my voice to the person that I'm interviewing uh, through the, the earbud, the microphone that's tied to my earbuds. So I'm hearing the guest in my ears. I'm they're hearing me through the microphone on my on my earbuds. I'm actually recording my voice alone only in my digital audio recorder because I'm going through my mic, my high microphone to my mixer to my recorder, and then I put my studio mic uh, headphones on to kind of monitor my own voice. And then what I could do is after the call is done, I wait till it uploads my recording and my guest recording. And then I'll just download my guest's recording instead of getting the combined recording that they did. And that way what I can do is line it up with my recording, do a traditional double ender, and I have my full in-studio Heil microphone sounding voice. And of course, then they have theirs where they've been talking into their their iPhone's microphone, which is still, again, pretty good quality, certainly better than a telephone, uh, and may or may not be as good as a Skype call, depending on what you know they're doing. I mean, obviously, I don't think Ringer is going to be able to pull off what I did with um, Father Roderick, and I just played for you earlier, where he sounded like he was in studio on his Heil microphone, unless Father Roderick and I were to use some kind of method of bringing our high-quality Heil microphones in and sending that audio into our phones for Ringer to hear, which, by the way, I think will be possible in the in the near future. I think it's it's definitely possible that that could happen. Um, however, you know, they, I, I still think that this is a great solution for people to check out. So, if you haven't heard of Ringer, check it out. R I N G R, and I have a link to it over in the show notes section. Just look for the return of the double ender. Now, I want to say thank you to Christopher Wright, who happens to be a member of our Podcast Answer Man listening community out there, and he forwarded me information on a company called PodClear, P-O-D-C-L-E-A-R, and again, the link is in the show notes at podcastanswerman.com slash 397. Now, PodClear is a service that does the same thing, you know, as far as recording double enders, but it's different. It's, It's actually piggybacking on Skype. Now, I know you guys are thinking, well, wait a second, I already have solutions out there that help me record a Skype call. You already know Windows users have been using Pamela for many years now, and Mac users have been using Call Recorder for many years now. But Pamela and Call Recorder is software on your computer that will record um, the Skype call from your end. So basically, Call Recorder is recording your quality, whatever you're recording directly into your computer. So you, you've got that. But then, of course, the, the, the audio quality of the person on, that is your guest, that is coming whatever you're hearing on your end via Skype. So it's not the original quality that they're, they have on their end. You are getting the voice over IP recording of it. And again, I, I think that that is really great today. I've demonstrated two samples here for you and I've done several hundred interviews over uh, the years but uh, still you know there are some people who have uh, these audio dropouts in Skype from time to time and if that's happening consistently for you you may not 
be happy with the recordings you've been getting from Pamela or Call Recorder. Well, PodClear uh, is a, a, is another solution that is there to help you record a double ender and automatically put it together for you. So basically what happens is um, PodClear is software that you run on your computer. From why, From what I understand, PodClear also needs to be installed on the guest computer. That's the that's an issue with both Ringer and uh, Ringer and PodClear is is that it, it, these re- do require that your guest install software and so and and possibly set up an account. You know, and, and I know that you know many of our guests are going to be super enthused about being on our show, but how much work? is required to be a guest on my show, you know, and, and so that that is some feedback that I gave back to Tim, and, uh, you know, if I ever had the opportunity to talk to the PodClear folks, which um, I've, I think they may have reached out to me in the past, but uh, anyway, the, the, that is a concern that I have, is, is how much work do I want my guests to have to, how many hoops do I want them to uh, jump through to, to be a guest on my show? And if they have an understanding of the value of having the highest quality possible, then that guest will probably be interested in doing it. Now, certainly, if we're talking to our other tech geeky friends, um, it may not be as big a deal. But anyway, what happens with PodClear is you install the PodClear software on your end. I assume that they're installing the PodClear software on their end. And you're each using Skype to connect to one another. And what PodClear is doing is it's in it's your it's in it's recording your voice it's recording their voice separately, and then after the call is done, it will upload each of your uh, individual voice tracks up to their server, and then the PodClear server will sync them together, and and automatically provide you with a WAV file of the entire interview mixed. And then it'll have just your audio as a WAV file and just your guest's audio. And so uh, it looks to me from their website that they're going to just give you a zip file that will have all three recordings uh, put together. And you can unzip that and you'll have each of those three WAV files. So, uh, by the way, I heard an interview with uh, somebody that did um, the use the PodClear service to interview the person on uh, PodClear, and I noticed that there were two little audio kind of uh, issues, and I do not think that they were voice over IP at all, but instead they were actually software recording glitches, and it's one of the reasons why I don't record into software, because not only can you have uh, audio glitches from voice over IP, but you can actually have software that kind of mangles the recording of audio as well, which is why after my first 100 podcast episodes, I stopped recording into software and only record into digital audio recorders these days. But that's a whole nother story for another time. But anyway, if you are looking to bring back the double ender and you want software solutions that will automatically take your guests recording and upload it to the web and potentially even uh, sync it up with the original call quality or give you the ability to just download their audio, um, then the double ender uh, with Ringer or PodClear may be an option for you. So check that out. Um, One other thing that I can tell you is that I have had many students that are so adamant about getting this double ender style quality. I have a couple friends who have like created, they actually went out and purchased an iPad mini and deleted everything except for one app on the main screen and it happens to be a recording application. And they actually have a USB uh, microphone, an ATR2100 microphone that's plugged in via a dongle. And then what they do is they basically ship the iPad, the dongle, and the microphone to their interviewee. And they actually have them set up the microphone and and uh, they have them open the app and hit the record button on the software that's included on the application. And then they actually have the, the guest hold, you know, just speak into the microphone while holding the you know their phone up to their head and they have they use the telephone for their conversation back and forth and meanwhile the get the the host of the show is recording his whole quality there and then at the end of it they they basically um ship when they ship the ipad there's a return label and return posted that's already paid so the 
The guest doesn't have to actually install any software or anything like that. The guest simply opens up a box, pulls out an iPad, plugs in this USB, this plugs in this cable onto the bottom of the iPad, sets the microphone right there on on their uh, computer. They call and the 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 host of the show says, "Okay, here's what I want you to do. Just turn on the app or turn on the iPad." And click this. Now, do you see the, does it say that it's recording? Yes. When you talk, does it show your voice going up and down on the screen? Yes. Then everything's fine. Forget about that. Just from this point forward, we're going to talk via the phone, but I just need you to keep your mouth in front of the microphone at all times. And what's going to happen is after we're finished, I'm going to have you use the same box. I pay with the postage. You just ship it right back to me. And of course, this provides quite a delay in time. But the reality is, is that uh, that person is getting the highest quality audio possible for their solutions. And so, so I, and by the way, I know that there are more than two or three people that I've helped teach how to podcast that are actually doing something like that. And for those folks, uh, services like Ringer or PodClear probably be very interesting to them. All right. Next thing I want to talk about here in the episode is YouTube replacing annotations. Now, TechCrunch is reporting that YouTube will be rolling out a brand new product called Cards. In fact, you may or may not have already seen them. Uh, these cards will eventually replace annotations. Now, annotations is uh, a, a tool that YouTube has given content creators the ability to put text overlays on the screen on a video. And it gives the ability for you to have those text overlays. When pe- people click on them, some action will will happen. Oftentimes, at the end of the video, you'd get a text overlay. And what you could do is you could say, click here to watch this video. Click here to go and do this thing. My experience is that these text overlays have been kind of, uh, you know, the, the low in visual quality, the visual appeal, if you will. And the other thing that I notice is that they only work on the web. If you're watching it via the YouTube app, you don't see these text overlays at all. So, and, and more and more consumption of video is happening on, on mobile. So anyway, TechCrunch tech says that today there are six different card types that are now available via YouTube. And uh, you can add them using this new cards tab in the video editor. Now, I have not gone in and played with these. I haven't been creating a lot of YouTube videos lately. But uh, it says here, YouTube points to several examples of these, including videos demonstrating merchandise, funding, fundraising, video, playlist, associated website, and a fan funding cards. Anyway, it says here, these cards are applied, to on, applied on a per video basis, which will work uh, both on desktop and mobile, says YouTube. Uh, to use cards, creators can provide a destination URL from a list of eligible sites and depending on the card type can customize the image that shows up and the title and call to action text. Now, by the way, the, the article that I'm reading from actually shows what this looks like in real life and they are more visually appealing. And the cool thing is it says the cards will appear first to viewers as a small teaser for a few seconds which viewers can then click on to access the card directly. Plus, at any point in the video, there's a small icon that will appear. When they hover over this icon, the video playing on the desktop, or if it happens to be on the mobile, the viewers can click this icon to scroll through all of the cards available throughout the entire video. Anyway, I, again, I have not yet seen this in 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 reality. I haven't seen it in out in the wild yet, but... I did not like text annotations very much. I saw their usefulness, but it sounds to me like cards are a wonderful evolution of having your audience engage with the content uh, on your videos on YouTube. So if you haven't checked it out, you can go over to podcastanswerman.com slash 397, and there will be a link to the original article there from TechCrunch, and uh, you can read a little bit more about it. And another thing I want to share with you here in this episode is that I have been working behind the scenes on updating many of the tutorials that I have here for um, those of you who are creating your podcasts. So for example, uh, back in 2010, I recorded a ton of video tutorials that have been used 
by hundreds of people who have taken my podcasting A to Z course and also thousands of people who have purchased them individually. And I'm happy to announce that two weeks ago, I put out a brand new version of Audacity 101. And just this week, I... uh, finished up my brand new update to Adobe Audition 101, updating it to the latest version of Adobe Audition. And wow, I, I'm, these have been on my to-do list for quite some time, and I'm so thrilled to report that they have been upgra- upgraded to the latest version of the software. And um, yeah, so what? and here's the cool thing is, for the thousands of you who have purchased Audacity 101 or Adobe Audition 101, or for any of you who have taken podcasting A to Z and had this a part, as a part of the tutorials that are provided with the course, the great news is that all of you who have purchased your access to these tutorials in the past, you now have full access to the updated versions. So all you need to do is take the same, the link to the same tutorial page and type in the same password that you've already been given, and when you log in to either Audacity 101 or Adobe Audition 101, those tutorials will be there. The brand new versions of them will be there for you. So there you go. Uh, And by the way, if you are brand new to audio editing, you've never recorded or edited audio in software before in your life, uh, these are made with you in mind, and of course, they're also great for people who have been using a different audio editing solution for software and are looking to either move over to Audacity or Adobe Audition. Uh, These tutorials are now online over at podcastanswerman.com slash products. And of course, I'm updating all of these because I want to make sure that my podcasting A to Z students are able to have completely fresh, up-to-date new tutorials that that stay on top of things when it comes to the latest version of software and, and things like that. And of course, my next session of Podcasting A to Z is coming up on May 25th. And if you want to sign up for that, you can head over to podcastingatoz.com. I know that I'm getting ready to go to San Diego for Social Media Marketing World. I'm getting ready to go to Las Vegas for New Media Expo. And I happen to know that uh, that's going to drum up quite a bit of uh, interest in that course. And I've already got five people now registered uh, and paid in full for the the May 25th course. And that is actually a whole two months away. So I do know it's going to definitely fill up completely. And if you want to get a spot in that, I encourage you to sign up sooner rather than later. I will be limiting this session to 30 students. So again, podcasting A to Z. So to wrap things up here, I told you at the end of the at the end of the show, I would give you a little bit more of an update about my own personal journey. Now I know that my production of podcast Answer Man has been you know not as consistent as you know it had been in the past. You know, you guys will remember for many years, every single Thursday, I would record this show live in front of an internet audience. And then by, you know, no later than Friday morning, I would have that episode published and online. And by the time the weekend rolled around, you'd always have an episode of Podcast Answer Man. And then earlier this year, I made the decision to take uh, Podcast Answer Man and Family from the Heart, two different shows that I recorded every week in front of a live live audience doing live streaming, um, I, I took that off my schedule as far as the live streaming part of it. Now, at the time, I was thinking I would still record Podcast Answer Man every Thursday, but that has not happened in quite some time. I think last week was the first time I've done it on a Thursday since I made that decision. Uh, and, and I'm not feeling guilty about that at all. Uh, I do realize and recognize the value of consistency, and I still believe it, and I know that I'm missing out by not consistently recording, or it doesn't matter when I record it, but but not consistently releasing this podcast on the same day every single week, I realize that I'm missing out, and I realize that it's not as convenient for you guys, and the reason I know that is because I know what's convenient for me, and I I prefer my shows to be consistent, not only week to week, but also what day of the week they come out, and even it's even better if you can be more consistent on what time of day I might be able to expect it. Do I have to wait in the morning, or can I consistently expect it to come out in the afternoon? I mean, consistently, uh, consistency is a critical, valuable piece to what you offer your audience, and I realize that I've missed the mark on consistently 
consistency lately. But here's the deal. What I have to tell you is that I've shared with you guys uh, several times in this podcast, and certainly those of you on my mailing list know this as well, but uh, I, I've communicated that at the beginning of this year, I made I, I made a commitment that my number one priority this year was my physical fitness and health, uh, and that this year my physical fitness and health would take priority over my business. And, well, as Podcast Answer Man, this podcast... Uh, is actually a part of my business, that means that my physical fitness and health is even above the the production of this particular show. And and as a result of that, I, there have been several times when, you know, working out and exercise and leaving early to go meet with my personal trainer and, and stuff like that, that, that has taken priority over actually, you know, the to-do list item of record and publish podcast answer man. And that's happened multiple times, uh, and I'm working out a lot lately, and that there's there's great reasons for that, which I talk about all of that stuff over in my podcast called Pursuing a Balanced Life, but I just want to give you an update. Now, last Wednesday, I met with my mastermind group, and I gave I was in the hot seat, and I gave them some updates on some things that have happened as a result of this very intense commitment to putting my health and physical fitness uh, as a f- number one priority, even above my business pursuits. And as a result, I will tell you that as of last Wednesday, I had lost 32 pounds. Now, that's in four months, I've lost 32 pounds. And not only have I lost 32 pounds, but my waist, I dropped five and a half inches off my waistline. Uh, I, matter of fact, I have to go out and buy a brand new belt because I could punch another hole in the belt, but the other end that, you know, kind of loops out, it's getting long and kind of hangs out and it looks funny. So I do need to go and get a new belt after losing five and a half inches around my waist. Uh, My neckline, uh, I've lost two and a half inches around my neck. My belly, uh, right around the circumference of going all the way around at my belly button, eight inches I've lost around my belly. My chest, I've lost seven inches. Things are going great. I've never been as strong and as healthy as I am today. And um, I I just feel absolutely amazing. Now, one of the things I wanna share with you is that I shared some before and in progress, not before and after, because I'm still in progress. There's still a long way for me to go to get to the, the, the healthy and fit body that I desire. But I did share some before and in progress photos, three of them on Facebook. And I just want to share with you real quickly how much interaction I've gotten on those on those photos. So I've just pulled it up here on my phone. And let me just say this. This is why I like Facebook much more than any other social network out there. And here's the deal. On, on Twitter, I have, let's just say here. On Twitter, I'm currently at, I'm waiting for it to pull up, there we go, 14,500 followers, okay? So I have 14.5 thousand followers on on Twitter. And the other day, I shared the before and after, I shared the two most important and most drastic looking before and in-progress photos on Twitter. And I counted the engagement on it. I had nine people. Nine people saw and responded to that. And that what that tells me is that er, that of the 14.5 thousand people who follow me on Twitter, so many of them, an overwhelming majority of them, have bought into and, and are completely sold out to the idea of using Twitter exactly the way Twitter communicates today. That there is this, this, this ongoing stream of news update information that that you, the idea that gone are the days of where you follow just the people you really want to connect with and and gone are the days where you actually would look and see every single post that the people that you're that you're following on Twitter had had posted that day and so for example today I follow 114 people is all I follow on Twitter but I can tell you this Every single day, I see every Twitter update of those 114 people. Now, with the exception of their automated posts from Buffer app and and um and 
any other tool that is set for automated tweets because there are of the 114 people I follow, there are a couple of them that use Buffer and a couple other tools to automate the things that they say, such as links to their blog posts, link to their podcast episodes and all that other stuff. I use a, 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 an app called, uh, tw- what do I use? Tweetbot. I use Tweetbot and it mutes all of those services. So basically, if if of the 114 people I follow, I see every tweet that they manually type into Twitter or type into a Twitter application. Uh, and and what's cool is I'm able to actually see every single thing that's going on that those people felt was so important and vital enough that it, they actually shared it live rather than being, you know, pre-scheduled. And, um, I, you know, as a result of that, I, I feel very connected and close to those 114 people. I feel like I know a lot about what's going on in their daily life. And and that's what I miss about Twitter. And what I realize is that while I do this and I've promoted this, then there are maybe about five to 10 people that I know that actually also do this. Out of the 14,500 people that are following me on Twitter, that's just not them. And in fact, what I can tell you is that because of the day and the time that I chose to share my before and in progress photos on Twitter, you know, it, it, it only a handful of people. I mean, less than it was. It, I know for a fact it was less than twenty people. Less than twenty people said at GSPN. Wow, congratulations! I mean, it, nothing outside of that. However, over on Facebook, now get this: on Facebook, I'm going to go over there now, and I want to tell you how many people I have as friends. I currently have, and I'm pulling up my profile now, four thousand. 473. So I'm about 10,000 people left. Oh, you know what? And I'm also followed by 723 people. So still about 10,000 less people connected to me on Facebook. But on my Facebook personal profile, I added a photo album with three photos of my before and after progress. Now, each of the photos themselves got more engagement than than, uh, Twitter. And on the photo album itself, check this out. I'm looking at this. This is real-time information right here. 709 people liked the photo album, and there are 271 comments. 709 people like it, 271 comments on one shared photo album on Facebook. Now, here's what I can tell you, that... Um, those less than 20 at replies that I got uh, from sharing it on Twitter, they came within 10 minutes of me sharing those photos. Since that first 10 minutes, do you know how many people have commented on those photos on Twitter? Nobody. Nothing. Nada. Don't exist anymore. All right? But on Facebook, every day, I'm still getting new uh, likes, still getting new comments because as the, the more people comment on it, the more people like it, the more it actually starts to take that photo and even put it in their uh, news feeds so that their friends see it. And it, it just goes on and on and on. And, uh, you know, the, these before and after photos that I, or before and pro, in progress photos that I shared can, will continue to get engagement probably for at least another two or three weeks. And here's the thing. I linked to an old post in there, uh, in in the status update, and it's like, if you want to know how I've achieved this, here's a link to uh, this post, and I talked about that post uh, in last week's episode of uh, Podcast Answer Man, where I talked about, uh, if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash that post, and that post on, on Facebook is still getting tons of engagement, and that thing's like two weeks old or or more. And so this is why I love Facebook a whole lot more. But anyway, I, I so I wanted to share with you that I've had a ton of success in uh, putting my physical fitness and my health first above my business. I wanted to share with you how Facebook has become my number one favorite way to engage with my audience. And I use my personal profile, not a page, but I'm using my personal profile to do that. And uh, if you want to see these photos then I created a link for you. All you need to do is go to podcastanswerman.com slash before, all right? Podcastanswerman.com slash before. If you wanna see uh, the very uh, very fat cliff of 2014, 
November 2014, you'll see it on the left-hand side, and then you'll see where I am at in progress today in March of 2015. I've got three photos. One, uh, they're all full body, and one is viewing me right from the front, and that is amazing. I cannot believe the difference. Uh, then there's the one from the side where you see my belly, and it is amazing. And no, I'm not sucking in my gut. Uh, and then number three, the, the third photo is showing you in November 2014, me bending down to touch my toes as far as I can. And then showing you how far I can bend down and to touch my toes in March 2015. So if you're interested in seeing these before and after photos, head over to podcastanswerman.com slash before. And the, one of the reasons why I want to share that with you is to help you guys understand why it is that you may not have the consistency uh, so far this year that, that you've grown used to in years past. And it has nothing to do with, you know, having a decreased interest in my business or, or this topic and all this other stuff. But the reality is, is that, um, you know, I've had to put my health and physical fitness first. And I'm going to continue to do that for the rest of 2015. Now, what I will tell you is that when 2016 comes, some of the things that I'm doing this year, such as working out six days a week, every week, I'm going to continue to do that for the rest of my life. I'm going to continue to eat healthy and stuff like that. But um, the intensity and the amount of working out that I'm doing uh, in 2015 will not be required uh, in 2016. I'll still do it as often, uh, but but I'll be able to to then put my focus back on on uh, other areas and aspects of my business that maybe weren't as high as a priority as as the um, the amount of time spent working out this year. But anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Podcast Answer Man. I'm going to wrap it up with that and just say thank you so much for being a part of this community. I am heading out on Wednesday for Social Media Marketing World. I will not return until Wednesday or until Sunday evening. And so as a result of that, um, I will not be recording a Podcast Answer Man episode later in this week, but I will get one out to you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Are you thinking of launching your own podcast and don't know where to start? You could have your own high-quality podcast online in just under four weeks, even if you have absolutely no technical knowledge about how podcasting works. Intrigued? 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 Since 2006, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man, has trained thousands of people on how to launch a successful podcast. Cliff has coached top-ranked podcasters such as Pat Flynn, Michael Hyatt, Michael Stelzner, Dan Miller, John Lee Dumas, and the list goes on. Podcasting A to Z is a four-week group training course that leads you step-by-step through the setup of your very own podcast. Not just the technical side, but also the mindset that goes into creating a successful show as well. One thing is certain. At the end of four weeks, you will have experienced one of the best investments you can make in taking your message to the next. To learn more details about the course, head to podcastinga2z.com. Podcastinga2z.com. Podcast. Add some man.